Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. In the absence of Adam Wilborn, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I am Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dadly Boy Michael Hamflet to discuss everything that's in store on tonight's show. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube uh, uh, for uh. daily wrestling podcasts where we preview and review Dynamite, Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have wrestler interviews on occasion, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. Now, let's dive right in. Mm-hmm. Not to dynamite, but to yet more macro AW discourse. That's, because yeah, where it starts and ends now, isn't it? It's where it starts and ends, and there's two actual starting points here. Um, to get into the an- yet another debate. Oh, I'm trying to go too long, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's the same old story that there is problems, everyone's got a solution, etc., etc. Now, the impetus for this week's <laughs> macro discourse <laughs> is QT Marshall is G-O-O-N-N-E Garney. Yeah. And I actually sent the notes over to Hamlet just to segment um, the show. And I just put, all is not well, brackets, again. Uh, because QT Marshall has gone. He released a statement um, on X slash Twitter to that effect uh, where he essentially said that he was really grateful for his time there. He wore a lot of different hats. He used that quote um, explicitly. You know, he did the formats. He was a wrestler. Um, various other roles he was tasked with. Um, but he said, and this is the interesting and telling quote, Oh, I'm paraphrasing. I haven't got the direct thing in front of me. That AEW is going in a... But AEW is going in a different direction, and Mm -hmm. I feel now is the time for me to do the same. You only get one chance to be all in. Um, Subsequent to him releasing that statement, um, Dave Meltzer said that he had the support of virtually everyone, if not actually everyone, that um, Dave reached out to. Um, I believe Wrestle Purists as mm-hmm. well came through with uh, echoing that sentiment. And uh, House of Wrestling also reported that, um, and this is wild, and this is the main thing I want to get into, <laughs> that QT Marshall decided to leave AEW because he thought it was becoming a little bit like... T- too much like New Japan Pro Wrestling, i.e., and I hate this so much, and it's so weird, 
Too many matches for the sake of matches, not enough characters storytelling. Like I'm not again, I'm not directly quoting, but it was yeah, along those lines. Um there's a lot of takes here, um, hence why we're leading with it. But just to give my two cents before I get your thoughts, Hamflip, like what a weird, weird, weird thing. Everyone who knows about AEW internally everyone who reports on it, quite frankly, at this point, everyone who watches it knows, if not for sure, and I've heard things to this effect, but if not for sure, it is an absolute mess. An absolute mess institutionally in 2023 is AEW. Um, Maybe QT Marshall didn't enjoy that aspect as well as what he believed to be the direction of the company. Um, Who the hell knows? Um, I should also state that QT Marshall, at least according to Dave Meltzer, really sees himself as someone who can be a wrestling star on television. Mm-hmm. Um, tried to get opportunities, and God knows we watched them, so mm-hmm. we know he did, um, and feels like he wasn't pushed um, consistent with what he believed his talent to be. Um, and he's gone, and the New Japan quote is wild. The first thing I want to say is... I believe AEW to be a mess from everything I've read, from everything I might have heard, um, to everything I can see. Um, a, a mess. Yeah. A total mess. The idea that QT Marshall... That's all three wise monkeys, isn't it? Yes. Like, yes. Any single one you pick on, you'll still like, be yeah. aware of it. Like. Still like encountering a mess. The QT Marshall wants to be a wrestling star thing. Come on. Uh, can you, like, there's probably loads, like Eric Watts, and I'm not saying he's as bad as Eric Watts, like QT Marshall was an excellent, excellent prelim heel, stooging bumper slash mechanic. Yeah. Like, really good for his role. In my personal opinion, that was his role. That's what he was good at, and there was no shame in that whatsoever. He was at his best, like, bumping for Danhausen, mm. for example. Um, like, hook. Just those wild flailing bumps. He was really good as that goober um, tag team partner of Cody Rhodes, yeah. who you, they sort of wrong footed you, and the, and the whole idea was, oh, they've got this geek who just loses on dark, and they can't beat the Butcher and the Blade. And then he does the space flying tiger drop, and it's all context was everything there, though, wasn't it? Because yes. the, the less you knew, the better about him. If oh, you've been watching so. him for years, yes, you wouldn't have gone in with like the, the blinkers on that so many of us would have done. Yeah, I think that was key to that. They wasn't went it? from. An ironic chant of Cody's partner to yeah. QT Marshall mm-hmm. in that match. Um, that to me was his ceiling, both in the babyface and heel role. But he evidently thinks himself better. At the same time, come on, um, what true highlight? And he had so many opportunities, and maybe he had some of those opportunities because he was, of course, um, Tony Khan's format guy. If uh, Tony Khan, this is my understanding, and you know, I'm sorry, I've never worked a day in the business in my life. <laughs> okay, caveat that Tony Khan had the vast majority of the creative ideas. He sought input from his talent, blah, blah, blah. And QT Marshall helped maybe with the creative input, but also the format. What goes where, when, blah. blah, blah. Um, so obviously, he was in a better position than most to pitch his own stuff and get it on TV. Mm because it's probably easier when you're on that position. He's literally sat next to the guy, and if you sat next to someone physically, you are literally very close to their ear. Yeah. What did he do? Like, I'm not being funny. Other than the stuff I pointed out, 
second match comedy, dark opening match, like cathartic bumping, whatever. Like, let's go almost chronologically. So he's uh, Cody's mate, and it's fine, and it's fun. And he's like an extended member of the Nightmare family when he during the Cody MGF feud as a mm-hmm. result of that. Then he does this very sports entertainment-y, I guess, thing with the bunny where and this is like really antiquated as well. I thought at the time it wasn't just nepotism or whatever, but the idea that the dumb, deluded schlub is getting manipulated by the blonde smoke show who is, uh, quite frankly, a Jezebel, yeah. quite frankly. like I always hated the optics of that. It was just so beneath what I thought AEW was at the time, where it's quite genuinely, maybe it was optics, but there was some progressive stuff in there. Yeah. Um, the Hangman page and the mental health and all the rest of it. I just thought that was just not a fit for this world-changing thing. Mm. Oh, we're going to change the world back to the 80s and 90s where women are Jezebels. Yeah. Um, he then you weren't to know in 2020 and 2019 that women were going to be such a blind spot. Yes, for AW creative, especially with their marketing and yeah. all the rest of it. And then um, he has this one true. You know what? That was pretty awesome dynamite moment. The bunkhouse brawl with the mm-hmm. butcher and the blade. Him and Dustin Rhodes. It's really wild. It's one of that like that glorious period of Daily's Place creativity, and mm-hmm. um, that was great. Then the factory. He offered up his gym. At the in the early oh, days yes, of the I, pandemic, for that. I, like he hits the dynamite out of home for a little while, yeah. yeah. And then he um, turns heel on Cody, mm-hmm. forms the factory. I like the potential of that. It was a good angle, and it was like we have a chance here to kind of pull people out of absolutely nowhere and make something of them. A good go- angle. A go-go was hot. Gogo was hot. Maybe it was a little bit Sean Spears pilled in that it was a similar storyline where Cody's mate, who Cody considers to be solid hand, right hand man, you can be a yeah. player coach. Maybe that was regurgitated, and I thought the, the Spears stuff was very good. Incidentally, beyond that, the factory just never really worked, and then the QTV debacle. That you know, CM Punk might be a prick, but. That broken clock is kind of right 23 <laughs> hours a day. He's just a dick. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got great taste. He was right to everyone. Like, I can't think of a single person, apart from your engagement accounts, who didn't immediately know, like, genuinely for a fact, that QTV was going to bring down Powerhouse Hobbs yep. and that it was pretty rubbish and it was just never going to get over. And guess what happened, despite not working a day in the business in my life? Uh, that It was crap and it, didn't, it brought down Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, look, I can only speak to the on-screen performance of QT Marshall. Um, he was very well-liked internally, but my God, that man was not destined to be a professional wrestling star. And there's nothing wrong with that. So few are. Mm. We are in the era now of, Jesus, are you a star or not? Yep. Everyone you thought might be a proper star, like Malachi Black might not be a real star. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrade El Idolo might not be a proper star. Me and you have got separate essays on this with Hangman Page, haven't we? Yes. Like, uh, you he, don't even, think he now, is. even now. I think he is, and you don't necessarily yep. think he is. And with all due respect, like, QT Marshall's nowhere near as good as any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, look, this might be a really crucial blow. If nothing else, it's very symbolic of where we are at with AEW with a day one ultra committed it's just thought you know I'm washing my hands of this um, fair play to him for leaving like he might be great one day I mean I don't think so personally um, the New Japan thing is odd and I'm not being funny right if you've got this alternative 
that the base, like the really the ones that I would tend to think of as the most discerning. I'm sorry, I'm talking for ages here. I That's forget right. I'm in the Wilborn seat. <laughs> um, are saying like this is just not the AW I like. Mm. AW should be. I think AW should be an alternative. How that alternative manifests, everyone's got a different opinion, which we've said, and that doesn't really help. But the idea that it needs to be stories and characters and all the rest of it, more entertainment. I just think that you know, if you can't, if it's one thing to think that, but if you can't discern that New Japan actually tells stories to phenomenal effect or yeah. did at its peak, we've got problems here. And maybe if you can't see that, you shouldn't be so influential in the alternative. I don't know. Am I being harsh on QT Marshall? You're not being harsh on QT Marshall. Just on his in-ring, by the way, and his TV run and the multiple characters and opportunities he just listed there, we would be hypocrites. And I imagine anybody else that's covered AEW weekly and extensively since it launched, like we have done, we would be hypocrites if we then, you know, this thing where like a wrestler gets fired from WWE and it's like, oh, WWE, what were you doing? It's like, well, you didn't mention him for three years. Yeah. Like sometimes it's just time for people to yeah. move on and change. Like, not like, necessarily during a pandemic. Absolutely But you not. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like I think there's that element of, there is a little bit of hypocrisy when a person decides to make a change or move on and that's rooted in whatever it's rooted in. But I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we kind of had much to say nice about his run when it was happening. So to do it now would be a little bit fake. That'd be incredibly disingenuous. I like that he is, you know, like all these things, you know, all these things to Cody. He's done, he's done what Cody decided to do once upon a time. And plenty of people then said, what are you doing, Cody? Mate? It's like, this is, you're all right. You're settled in the WWE mid card and that's probably your role anyway. And like, I'm not saying QT Marshall's going to do for wrestling what Cody Rhodes has done, but, but no one said it about yourself. Cody. Yeah. Back yourself. You know, like wrestlers should go and back themselves, go and do what you think and be, find the best version of yourself if you think you can. And I think, you know, like more wrestlers should do it. I wish there was even more movement than we're getting now with two like major organizations. I certainly wish wish the AEW roster was smaller. Like I wish the WWE roster was a bit more malleable. So I'm all for wrestlers thinking like this. Yes, me just, too. just on that, just on KT Marshall specifically. But I from a, a bigger picture, this it's funny that me and you were back doing this today because I remember in like Ricky Summer, we were doing this most weeks with AEW, and it was like, oh, can you tell Wilborn's not there to keep him on track with the preview? And it's like, no, this is kind of where AEW is yeah. now. When we're st- it's December nearly, and we're still here talking about AEW in these terms. Uh, yeah, his comments about the match thing, I wonder, I don't think it's been misconstrued. I think he, I think you know, I'll. Trust the reporting. I don't know anything. I trust the reporting. But I wonder if some of this is tied to Tony Khan's belief that's pissed me off in 2023 that mere wrestling once a month and it's very good is enough. Like, I think there is a grain of truth to what Keaty Marshall has said. I just think it's been lost to, hang on, you have missed the point of what people are criticizing here. Are you wanting more of like Adam Cut, the bro chachos? Are you wanting more of Timeless Tony Storm, these lightning rod stories at the moment? I would argue that he's right if he's making the comparison to New Japan and getting it wrong, but is he saying, oh, we're just about matches now? Because Tony Khan has lent on the fact that we're in the greatest run of pay-per-views ever. And it's, it's like, so TV's, telling. It's TV's plan, mate, and I don't anticipate these good it's matches. It's so telling. Like, Tony Khan should be putting over Dynamite. Yeah. It's a self-own that he isn't. The fact that he's putting over the nights where, other than dictating the finishes, his job's kind of done. Mm-hmm. It's up to the talent to... Uh, articulate the stories he's told, and they often, too often, have over-delivered on those stories. You hit upon something there as well by saying that, you know, the, a lot of the criticisms of AEW are that it's no longer an alternative to WWE. It's just becoming like a WWE light adjacent to whatever. I would argue as well what's getting lost a bit in this conversation is that WWE in 2023 
is an alternative to what it was in 2021. And as AEW struggled, like if McDonald's started selling Whoppers, yeah. right, Burger King has to change something to, well, we're doing Whoppers. I've got so McDonald's. So I, like, I'm not saying that 2023 WWE is a 2021 AW. I am not saying yes. that, but I am saying it's an alternative to the worst version of itself. And when AW was born, it existed to be an alternative to the worst WWE had ever, ever, ever been. Has AW just not caught up with itself yet? Like there it is needs that to argument. change. When you're the challenger brand, you have to you have to be a bit more changeable when the brand that you're challenging itself adjusts. Yeah. It shouldn't be so reactive as well. Mm. And that's Part of the problem is that it's suffering a massive identity crisis. Yeah, which is why the discourses is sort of wild and all over the place. It's so it scattered because they're like every solution is a viable one. Yeah, but there's so many of them that you can't. Like I think a lot of people have hit upon this point. They just don't know what AEW wants to be. It mm. wanted to be don't do what Johnny WWE does. But like we've been saying that for two decades and like on a big level. And Christ, 2017 through to 2019. It's, that's already becoming this labelled era of the dirt worst. You see yeah. clips now that we're hitting like the five-year anniversary. The create your own competition, you are that bad era. Every clip that gets shared is like, that is hideous. Yeah. That's the worst of pro wrestling. And that was the perfect time for them to launch as a result. Yeah. I'm like, would AEW, hot as balls, independent uprising, have occurred against a 2023 WWE? I would say no. Yeah. I, I, just, I think there would just be an indie, healthy indie sort of boom, maybe. So I think that's like maybe what Marshall's getting at there is the the, di- the direction shift. And we are putting words in his mouth. We are not totally. quoting or paraphrasing anything here. A change in direction is something he did say. Like, is the company possibly should be changing direction, but they haven't yet figured out how and where. The Again, this is House of Wrestling. It's going in. A, he just doesn't think the direction that it's going in. It's too much like New Japan. I, just, I, was, I know they've just done the Continental Classic, but what? And if you look at everything he's done himself that you would expect him to have pitched and thought was a great idea, that he got very gotten to about the criticism of QTV, yeah. which would indicate to me, I have never worked in AEW. <laughs> um, I do not know the inner workings of AEW. That would indicate to me it was a passion project and he hated the idea that people thought it was absolutely bobbins, which it was. Yeah. And that wasn't, you know... Anything like New Japan Pro Wrestling. So, I don't know. It's just... That's parking the QT thing to one side. What does AEW need to be? What does it want to be? Um, Just... Sorry, just unparking it as well. It is another person within AEW that has said no thanks this year that has then left and has had a lot of people leap onto X to be like, God, you'll be missed. God, we loved you. Like, this has happened more than once this year. That in itself tells a story. Just my speculation, but like... There are changes, and people will argue that they're good and bad, and I'm not here to do that. But that's bad, obviously. It's not not 2021 again. (laughs) Yeah, but it's always telling. Like, if there are people, like, if, you know, like, how many years did WWE prove itself to have such an awful creative system in the fact that it was a revolving door? Nobody could work there for more than X amount. Like, there would be the rule-proven exceptions, you know, like a Ryan Ward or, like, friggin' uh, Brian Goertz. Like, people that somehow stuck it out but the ones you never hear of, it's because they were leaving after six months. Yeah. And then they'll do a shoot. Uh, if, like, lo- like sh- yeah, it was shorter like, than that. This is insane. I would rather chance my arm on a pilot for a sitcom than ever go back there ever yeah. again. Like, it tells you something, I think, structurally yeah. about the changing face of the company. It's just such a strange story. We'll move past it on that note swiftly because, Jesus Christ, I'm all over the place with this. It's just, you'd think QT Marshall would be happier than a pig in muck. 
given <laughs> everything he's pitched and everything that AEW seems to be enjoying at the moment. Mm. Like as I said, the Continental Classic feels almost spiteful. Does like, he it, miss the days of Tony Khan's like before he switched the columns and the rows? Like if we take 2019 to 2021 and end it all out where like this uh sorry, full gear where like Hangman Page's journey ends and it's a sort of feel like oh, the first two years have come to this wonderful conclusion and the roster's class. Like that speaks to a time when his long term Tony Khan's long term storytelling was way better. Yeah. Does he mean that? Is he just openly acknowledging, you can just tell. Watch the television, you can yeah. see he's not telling long-term stories anymore. The spreadsheet, the big thing that he opened up for Sammy Guevara on all that. Maybe he's never watched New Japan or doesn't get yeah. it. It's, it's just weird up. that someone who's like apparently such a diamond shot mind, like oh, one of the people backstage who really knows their stuff. Mm. And like, you know, it might not necessarily be a megastar, charismatic guy in the ring, but, you know, you can put things together and he's so sharp with his ideas. Like, how do you not know that matches tell stories? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, but, yeah, yeah. But that's, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing at this point. We're just putting words in the guy's mouth and yeah. that's not necessarily fair. All I'm saying is it's probably not a good thing that someone who was there for that long and supported it has just decided when... Maybe the guy's completely deluded and thinks he's going to go to WWE and do a Cody. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, surely you must be thinking. Maybe he's got a very high opinion. I don't know. Let's move on to the next thing. And that is... Uh, so similar, actually. <laughs> yes. Um, before we get on to the Dynamite preview, um, about an hour and a half ago, um, MGF, AEW World Champion, tweeted, I didn't sleep a wink in it. We can't... Uh, we're not very technologically capable, so I try not to swear. <laughs> I'm an issue ton of pain and can't get comfortable but it's wednesday we got a show to put on i hear it all i read it all i see it all i'm wide awake in more ways than one let's restore the feeling does that indicate an imminent stylistic shift like what what's going on and i would just as well before we extrapolate his words uh, i'll try and drill down into them I hate the idea, the acknowledgement that it's gone awry and that the feeling has gone and mm. then it needs to be restored and all of the rest of it. Because um, I'm not being funny. I'm just, I don't think they're going to drop the devil. No. I don't think Roderick Strong is going to turn into that PWGROH guy or whatever. What, what's, what do we think? We don't know, we don't know anything. We don't, we don't know, know anything. No, I had an inner working day of my life. The I, <laughs> piss off with that. I mean, what, we uh, what do we think? What do we think? MGF is on about here. Well, we know he's telling the truth. We know he hears it all because we know he has excellent taste in wrestling podcasts. Yes. yes. So, and we know he's across everything. And I admire, genuinely, I admire as the world champion, even if it's kind of, it's risky to acknowledge that you've fallen off, even if people are saying it and saying it, like, it's risky to acknowledge it all the same. But as a world champion in wrestling, we know that that also means like locker room leader or figurehead or all of those sort of things. And... Yeah, it's surely something we should welcome is people acknowledging their faults. So is he kind of like trying to fold in his own like perceived, like of course he must believe he's doing the best possible job, but if he's hearing it all, reading it all and seeing it all, he's seen plenty of criticism coming his way. So maybe that's an acknowledgement of that as much as anything else. It's not just AW, it's of him. And I think, great, like be introspective and look within and try and change and whatever. I don't know how, I believe that any wrestler that is able to make those promises wants to keep them. But uh, we've seen how hard that can be within a system as collaborative as pro wrestling, and how many people get to like get their inv- like investment and be able to offer yeah. creative insight and whatever. Like MJF will probably go and want to do whatever he wants to do and believe it to be the best for everybody. But then, a is it? Sometimes you just get it wrong. Yeah. B other people will have input. C 
Tony Khan will have to approve or reject or whatever. And as you say, it's like you, you can't just go out there and sort of be like, anyway, the devil sucks ass, guys. It was whoever pulls off the mask, Scooby-Doo. It was Jack Perry. Yeah. And on we go, you know. You can't, you can't do that. You have to be faithful to the stories you've told, even if you don't like them. So he's already, he is setting the standard high for himself, and I like that. But realistically, like, what? Is it just... I want to do World's End tonight, and he loses the title because he's injured, and we all know he's injured. Is it a, like, I'm going to take the bull by the horns here because wrestling history has told me that sometimes wrestlers have to do that? Like, is that not what a lot of people have been criticizing lately anyway? This, I, don't, I know nothing, right? But I've seen, so, I've seen and heard so many people tell me through their own mediums, through X, through podcasts, that oh, it's, it's MJF's got too much sway at the moment, and that's why AEW is, is I don't believe that because I don't know it, and I think you owe him quite a lot is he saying i hear that too and i'm going to use my power for good and i'm going to use my myself as a force for good beats me you know like is that not beats me um i think i was thinking about um it's, it was a bad day because vince russo got more power than he was ever gonna get ever i was thinking that day when vince mcmahon in 97 threw the raw magazine on the table and there's jim ross and jim Cornette, and he's making a point he's negging them our tv is Ugh. and our magazine is this make it this like, and then you would watch TV and you go, oh, Vince McMahon, I back the fence better than ever. Yeah, yeah. Never go, you never turn on TV and go, sorry, it's rubbish, but the mag's great and we're going to do better. Yeah. Like it is, like once that went away and you had decades of WWE going out, we're like, yeah, sorry, we're rubbish. Yeah. Here's a new GM or whatever. It never worked, did it? You can't, when you openly acknowledge the faults, people just go, a lot of people that didn't even see the faults go, oh, there's faults. I didn't, I yeah. didn't see them before. It's, it's a just, really risky strategy. Just odd. I hear it all, I read it all, I see it all. Let's restore the feeling. So he knows that people hate Adam. The devil is a bit lame. And, um, you know, the Jay White match wasn't particularly well received by at least half of the audience. Mm. You can't really do anything about the Jay White thing. The toothpaste is out of that tube. <laughs> <laughs> Does he just beat Roderick Strong in a match at some point, tie that off because he can't really do anything with Cole? Do they just decide to drop the devil? People people don't like it. People aren't into it. If, like, what, does this, what's his injury? He's got two, apparently. Apparently his hip um, was, was completely out of position or whatever. I don't know if it was dislocated. Or, I don't even know what he can do with a hip, actually. Um, but his hip's bothering him and a torn labrum. But, as we've said, Kenny Omega... Dealt with a torn labrum as part of his laundry list of injuries. And apparently loads of them do all of the time. Just one of those injuries that sounds horrific for us laymen, but wrestlers apparently work through it all the time. If is it possible that they're like we are gonna see something seismic to shake up AEW and it might not work, but sometimes it's worth just throwing everything up in the air. They have established uh, a narrative rule within their universe as a full gear where if the champion cannot defend the title, somebody else has to, or the challengers gets it. I hate that. What I know. The, the interim was established. That also was established, yeah. Samo- could Samoa Joe be becoming AEW champion quicker than World's End? Could he win it off? Could MJF surrender it, and it'd be like, oh, well, it's Adam Coles to defend then, and Joe just batters him. Like, are we getting something huge? Maybe not tonight, but are we on the road? Like, are they just going to hotshot something? Just to I try and, like, as a show of... Good faith. Is MJF acknowledging that oh, you all think I've failed? So I'm going to take the step back now and actually heal. I'm not going to. I've seen people like Doom posting about 
Christ. Adam Cole on a crutch. MJF nursing his hip. Both holding belts. Both that they can't defend. More promo time. And this is the stuff that people are criticising. Yeah. Like, is is that what he's meaning when he's saying, here, it all, say it all? Like, is he mindful of that? And is he like... Because that's part of AW's base, I think, is saying that. I don't think a lot of it's in bad faith. I think it's a will for something different. Yeah. Does he want to give people something different? And just... I like, I, I'm with you. You can't just drop the devil cold, can you? Yeah, I know, you can't. Like, I, I would. But, uh, I don't know what I would do, but it just... It's just so many problems. <laughs> there are so many problems, like... They haven't done enough to say, who who could it be? Mm. Who could the devil be? Why do the people care about the devil? It's all filtered through MGF's perspective. Like, oh, you're a bad person, MGF, and the world's going to catch up to you. Those characters shouldn't be saying that. Those characters should be saying, I want your title. Yeah, I want to be the best. Like, They shouldn't be that concerned about whether or not MGF is a good person. The worst thing about that tweet... Is that not main character stuff, though? Would we not have liked that about the elite a few years ago, for example? Um, like, you're really drilling into people's traits. FTR can't do what they do without us all learning more about Hangman Page. You can make the argument, certainly, yeah. but John Moxley was, um, you can play video games all you like. It's not going to help you when I break your jaw. Yeah. I don't necessarily think your style's great. Um, I'm going to kick your ass and be the champion. And he did that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, That's it, fair. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's go through... Um, the dynamite card on paper because we might have answers to these questions if in fact there is going to be something big or a bold attempt to restore the feeling tonight. Mm. Probably better left until tomorrow. I'm just going to go through the card as I can see it. Wait there, my slack's playing up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's no women's matches announced so oh, far. Boy. So we'll have to go into the Continental Classic. Um, the Willborn give you... It was. I was checking my messages as you said there because he did give me a prediction for ladies' night. But we don't even know if there's going to be... When was the last time? And I don't want to go into a big... Deep dive in no. the state of the women's division. When was the last time there was a women's match that wasn't announced just like hours before showtime? Or at the very least was like a big women's match is coming next week. Probably a title match. You know, probably even like then, even then? Yeah. Not really. <laughs> like from the week before, for example. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I. Um Do you want his uh Well I'll tell you well people are gonna say What's Ladies What's Night? Ladies Night? Yeah. And it's a game. But uh-huh. before we get to the name of the game, which is Ladies Night <laughs> <laughs> so the aim of the game. Okay, yeah. Do the that. aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second the first time you hear the first note of the first women to come, uh, woman to come out for the only women's match on the show. The idea is that it used to be between one twenty-three and one twenty-five when they used to put it on the second last and yeah. they changed it around. But we're still playing the game because we want them to do better. And this incredibly exhausting exercise <laughs> is our pitiful attempt to manifest it. That's the aim of the game, right? But the name of the game, forget yeah. what you heard, is, well, listen, ladies, night, and I'm thinking, oh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What a night! I think he's going to laugh and he goes, right. I think he's got straight on your voices. <laughs> now, Sige, see, Wilborn's sent me a time, right? Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm so scatty. I'm, I'm so scatty, right? I'm so yeah, yeah, scatty-brained. Yeah. I've got two kids. But uh, I'm aware that we've got uh, Jose Palomares and Adam Blair. And luckily, they're in charge of the... Uh, Data. So if we shout out the times... Those guys will be across this and be able to send us the results tomorrow. Yes. Yeah? So we'll go with Wilborn first, because he has been the first one to send a timing, I suppose, for this as-yet match that doesn't exist. This is really bleak, isn't it? Yes. Giving a time on someone's behalf for a match that isn't even happening. A new Nadia for the feature. Um, he's gone with 127 and 19 seconds. So he's obviously can't be asked on an overrun. So he's obviously spent time structuring a dynamite that as yet hasn't even got a full show. Uh, they did. It was on my bloody after, you know? QT Marshall's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. We're back. They did the second hour last week, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be. So I'm going to go first hour just to mix it up a little bit, really. So that will, I'm writing down Will Bourne, set on Will Bourne 12719. Yeah. You're going for. I'll go 40. Minutes, zero hours, 40 minutes, and 10 seconds. So I'm going to go switch with, it uh, around. Because it's between 123 and 125 usually, <laughs> I'm going to go for 123.25. Fair enough. Let's see what the match is. Yeah. Um, right. Ooh, what's going on? If you look at all those wrestlers. Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker... What's happening with Brick Baker as well? It might be yeah. one where she's injured. There, people but think why can't the, you just see? People think she might be the devil. She remains a... Not Jesus a Christ. I say, I say people, not on camera, not once. But, uh, you know, it's just because an early name, a link to Adam Cole, yeah. the fact that she has disappeared from television otherwise. It's weird. It's one of those things where if you're AEW and you're in the position you're in now, I not so good Al, <laughs> and people are rampantly speculating about, well, who's miserable? I can see the Twitter likes. I can see, in the case of Andrade El Idlo, the tweets. Yeah. In the case of Danhausen, the tweets. In the case of half the collisions uh, roster, the body language. The last thing you want to do is, if in fact Britt Baker's injured, and I know she had problems with her back, mm-hmm. um, it's just not say, oh yeah, she's got an injury, because otherwise, if we don't know that, Maybe it's wrong for us to recklessly or spe- like speculate or whatever, but you're going to do that. People do that. It's it's human nature. Oh, she must be unhappy as well. Yeah. I just say, oh, no, no, she's fine. She's injured. Then people will not. You know what I mean? It's just weird I, that they don't. They should disclose these things. 
transparently, in my opinion, anyway. Especially because the like, you know, you all think about like wrestling. You're sick of everything. Post everything. Man, what's the new thing? I'm less so about the actual wrestling, but I am very much over passive aggressive likes and tweets. Like there was a point oh where my God. there was a point where it was kind of exhilarating when Twitter was still in its infancy and wrestlers would like use it. I don't know for the kind of the first guys actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was obviously a, and with certain wrestlers it can still be really exciting depending on where they are. If Roman Reigns came out tomorrow and we're like I'm kind of sick of the Fed actually. Like well, stop everything. Yeah, what yeah. are we doing here? Like, but for the most part, it's uh, so annoying. Piss off mid carders. Try something else. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, get over. Do you know what I mean, Andrade? Why don't you get over for once? <laughs> yeah. I can't argue that. Not, He's not over, is he? Not one bit. <laughs> there is a uh, me and you have got a big ass long form. Twenty eighteen NXT can kiss my ass actually because the uh, the people in that business are not currently over in this one. Yeah. Um, I blame Dax Harwood. <laughs> he Did he bought, start this trend in AEW? What the passive aggressive stuff? We'd have, to, we'd have to do some real ex-detective yeah. ex- ex- work. There. He hasn't helped. Um, but it's, yeah. you know what? it's always the people as well. It's like the, the, apparently the, the, the old school way of doing things and the, and the sharp minds and all the rest of it. That's such the worst modern sensibilities. Do you know where we've reached? Bitching about your push online passive-aggressively. All right, okay, I didn't see that from every WWE guy in the early to mid yeah. to late 2010s. My potential... Frightens the hell out of me. You know, we've reached like oh, uh, me. You know, we've, we've reached like saturation points to passive aggressive tweets, like we did for uh, jail. Remember jail? Remember any time anyone would leave WWE? Like, finally, I busted out of jail. Yeah, like even Moxley, we were like, oh, well, he's finished. Then that's good. Like, you would have never seen this run coming because how would he get here? Out of jail. Out of jail. Everybody's in in jail. Like, like the, oh my god, it's AW jail now. AW jail. It used to be WWE jail. That's like a uh, jail. Yeah, really. I've constructed this really uh, clever <laughs> metaphor for how much my uh, creative supre- uh, freedom was suppressed. If you think about freedom, but like, in, <laughs> and you represent it in visual form as a tangible thing, it's, it's me, I'm my own freedom, and I'm in a cage, <gasps> I'm in a cell. I'm Funny. not allowed to do what I could, but if I could only bust break, out. bust out and break free, then they could see the creativity within. That's these tweets. That's what I think of these tweets now. Like when Al- uh, Malachi did a post, I'm actually a bit more crazy than that. Yeah. And it was like, I'm making out of her. Yeah, I'm, yeah. In, I'm in eye prison. <laughs> Nobody thought of that one. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did not. Should what play again? What am I talking about again? We were trying to book a women's match because... Why am I talking about Malachi Black? Because oh, it always ends up back with him. Oh, because we're talking about gets, Britt Baker and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want that I want that trend to disappear. Should we play a game? Like, just... If, it's one of those... One more... Th- before we play the game, we'll talk about this card <laughs> at some point. Remember when it was like everyone... It was at the brawl out and Sammy and Andrade were, you know, punching each other up and all the rest of it. Mm. And I was like, Andrade never seemed to really want to come. And does he want to leave? And there was rumours about other people... Sammy Guevara calling Kingston like fatty, fatty toad, <laughs> almost quaint, isn't it? Yeah. Like the <laughs> there was that bit where I was like, people were like literally saying, you know, you know who had it right? Eric Bischoff. And <laughs> she'd just say, all right, if you want to leave, uh, all I'm saying is there's a door. And like about f- maybe six of them. Can you imagine them doing that now? Oh boy. I wouldn't do it now. No. But at the same time, there are people there who don't want to be there. Get the f- yeah. Uh, yeah, let's play the game. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Well, yeah. <laughs> It's time to play the game! It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! Ha 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 ha! We'll book a women's match on the fly off the roster pitch. Yes. Okay, right, I am scrolling, Sige. Power seat this, like, I'm scrolling. Stop! One to five. 
Uh, Emi Sakura. <laughs> That's who it will be. That is amazing. She's number one on this roll. <laughs> it will be Emi Sakura. That is quite incredible. There's someone they want to push. For so a few you've weeks. had Emi Sakura. That is, I'm not even joking. Now. I don't want to turn this around and plug the wire. Emi Sakura is number one in the room in front of me. So I'm scrolling up and down again. I'm scrolling up. I'm scrolling down. I'm Stop. Going at the broadcasters' backs. And okay, four. Ooh. Emi Sakura versus Riho. No, oh! it's absolutely a pull out your ass. Just give them something good. That's very much. Uh, Oh my god, the sports presentation guys are booting off. Let's give them that. So we, there we go. Emiscura versus Rio is going to take place in the times that we predicted. Did you predict your time? You got that written down? You did. 123, 25. There we go. So that's that taken care of. Tick, tick, tick. What else is on the dacket? Well, let's go through the Continental Classic. Okay. Um, is it gold tonight? Blue. I keep getting this. I thought I don't know Dynamite was the Blue League. But I'm sure, like, the Collision one is the Blue League. It doesn't matter. The, uh, the Dynamite League. Oh, yeah. We're in the Dynamite League. The Championship. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually a bit And I harsh. should friggin' know, because I'm in it. Huh? Huh? Actually, uh, yeah, they, this is the SPL. It's a bit harsh, calling it the championship. After all, we do have John Moxley versus Jay Lethal. I seem to recall, they had matches last year, that they were the absolute epitome of, this was not something I wanted. This is not something, I believe, literally anybody asked for. This is really bloody good. Mm. I would never see that again and live happily ever after. <laughs> so I didn't need to see it again. Jay Lethal's very much the the pin eater of the group. Um, there's pin eaters in the G1, right? Yeah. There's pin eaters in the uh, G1. But um, I, I have next to no interest in this match. Um, as I said, they had a match last year that was legitimately so good that it kind of got dueling chance going because people were so into it and yeah. they just really appreciated Lethal's work in it. But that was when Moxley was on, like, the most dialed in he's ever been, probably. Mm. Like, I'm just absolutely un- incredible, unreal form. Um, that version of John Moxley isn't this one. Jay Lethal has been further stigmatized and stigmatized and stigmatized as a jobber. He is your designated pin eater. What I'm saying is they're fighting an uphill battle to make this even vaguely G1 adjacent. I will happily be surprised, but um, if I'm being honest, if this was like, ah, oh, unfortunately, guys, this has happened this year, and the uh, the audio feed and the video, uh, the features, the production, uh, just completely, this, this match is gone. Yeah. We'll replay it. We don't have time to do it later on the show, but we'll replay it on YouTube for free. It's like that Roddy Strong segment. That's yes, like that's it. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> it, say that happened, but I watch it. Yeah, if they didn't put, a, you know what I mean. Like, I I don't want to watch this match. I don't want to watch this match tonight on this card. I'm going to, but would I if I was a lapsed viewer, which I feel like I would be if I didn't do this professionally. Oof. Would I um, be jazzed about this? No. Um, who's going to win? Well, right, John Moxley is going to win, but this is like this is why you can't book even an approximation of a G1 a week out from the tournament out your ass, because this is absolutely a week one opening tournament, opening the Dynamite match. John Moxley versus Jay Lethal, week one in the Dynamite opener. Well, three points for Moxley. The season's off and running. Week two, Mark Briscoe's win, won his first match. So is John Moxley. Someone is going to lose for the first time. And by the way, in the first match, Jay Lethal really targeted John Moxley's leg, and Briscoe targets the leg. And oh my God, Mark Briscoe, in a bit of a six-pointer, has upset John Moxley. This throws the tournament in a complete disarray. Isn't this exciting? 
This isn't exciting. This isn't. No. This is like a kind of worst case scenario week two because what are we playing for here? Like if like, the worst thing is I don't want Jay Lethal to get the upset. Exactly. Like last week's the magic. If there was going to be any magic last week in the upset was that you actually wanted Briscoe to win. I don't particularly want Moxley to just run the table, but I don't, Jay Lethal being the one to upset him. Like then what? Then does the heel who is having to do this without the interference of Jeff Jarrett at all? Is that, is that the story? Like, you don't want Jay Lethal to get on the upset run, do you? You wanted Mark Briscoe to do it. Yeah. And now, if, who's Mark Briscoe got tonight? Roosh. Right. Should be great, obviously. So what? Like, if Mark Briscoe beats Roosh, I feel it, Sidge. So what? Right? <laughs> Sidge gave me a look there. Like, as he it's probably Mark Briscoe. As he probably should. No, I, I just thought it was an overall point about, like, oh, you're reviewing wrestling for a living, Hamlet. Come on, get you together. But, like, this. So what, right? I've been doing this with WWE for six years. Yeah, right. Like, Mark Briscoe should win this. Seven, actually. Mark Briscoe should probably win this match against Rouge tonight. But, again, what if this was their week one match? And it was like, oh, we're going to see somebody going to run here. Like, I just, this is arse about tit. Already, this, this league is arse about tit. Like, the in-ring will be exciting. I expect Briscoe to get his win. But isn't that the problem? I expect Briscoe to get his win. Last week, I didn't. Yeah. I was hoping for it. I, don't, I think they could save it, potentially. Do you think Roosh wins, then, and Briscoe, like, just... I think the first match is stunningly predictable. I wouldn't put money on the second two. I wouldn't put significant money on mm. the second two matches. Who have you got of, very quickly, though, just to square it, like, who have you got of Moxley and Lethal? I'm going to go with John Moxley. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with John Moxley, too. When I said as well, by the way, would I be lapsed if I didn't do it professionally? Uh, like, the worst thing in the world, is right, is when someone whether they're a content creator or just like like someone on Twitter or whatever. You know what? I was speaking to my friend earlier today, <laughs> and uh, they told me this thing about wrestling. I'll see this person yeah. who uh, embodies everyone. Yeah. Has this opinion. It's true. My sample size of one. Yes. I, I hate to do the sample size of one, but my shoot best mate or one of my shoot best mates um, attitude era in comprehensive school in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, big attitude era guy just completely fell off, as the vast majority of people did yeah. in two thousand and one. Um, and then every now and then would be our oh, show sure, watch WrestleMania. He was a little bit more. I used to like SummerSlam. He wasn't mm. just your one night a year. Yeah. And he would keep abreast. He would have, like, he would keep up on it. I think always, a lot of people check the websites. A lot yeah, of people have never people switched check that People check the websites. Yeah. He was a website checker. He still does website checking for WWE, even though I think he checked out one show when he got back into it through AEW. He was like, I cannot. It's just not for me. Yeah. Um, he was texting me. Um, the other day about, are you doing all in this year? Blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, and he's like, he's always like, where should I go on the seat map? Like, he wants to go on the floor. Okay. And I'm saying you have to be close to the ring, I think, to make it worth it. But even if you're not, you can look at the screen and be amongst it. Mm. We were talking about the Joe Punk people on the floor. We watched them, like, yeah. vibrate, and it was amazing. So we're talking about that. He's like, I've, just, I've only just got through um, Swerve Hangman. He's like, I was fantastic. And I was like, yeah, I, they're still great on pay-per-view, but, man, the TV's not good. What do you think? And he's like, I've stopped watching it. Well, yeah. That's and that to go right back to the he's QT, a Tony religious, Hartley. religious weekly TV viewer. And now, like last year, last I spoke to him last year, and he was like, oh, "It's not quite as good after brawl out and all the rest of it." But you know, I still watch it. I just like to now. He's like, "No, I can't. You can't even do it. Cannot even do it." Why would you watch? There's, that's very few incentives. Um, nowadays, the last two or three months, anyway. Roosh versus Mark Briscoe 
is a match that I think will be... I think that's got a great ceiling, mm. depending on the atmosphere and all the rest of it. It's like, Roosh heel again tonight, do you think? Well, it'll be situational. Mm. Um, like Obviously, Mark Briscoe's not going to play a situational heel. Like, he just isn't. Um, so I think Roosh could be situational. And again, it's, it's not going to be like getting the cables out or, you know, having... You know, this like is um, stable interfere uh, because that's just not allowed. So I just expect it's Roosh. He's, he's an aggressive wrestler all of the time. So maybe this will just be a competitive 50 50, both these guys match, but a pretty damn good one. Roosh can be cruel and dangerous and nasty, and like he's one of the few wrestlers who is mean. Yes, yeah. wrestlers being mean. Mm. Roosh has got that in him. He should definitely do it, and he will do it tonight against Briscoe. I would expect... If I was putting a fiver on it, such a thing existed, I'd probably have Briscoe winning. Yeah. But I think there's value in him losing the first three and then winning the last two, maybe. I Mm -hmm. don't know. Um, Don't get the chance to do the maths. Because I don't know the fixtures and all the rest of it. You know what I mean? That is missing. And as I said last week, I get it. The idea of if you know that in two weeks you're going to see Jay Lethal versus Mark Briscoe in a fortnight's time, you're not like, right, get that in the calendar right now. Um, I'm going to set my alarm for that one, actually. <laughs> or, um, oh, we're thinking about doing a catch-up. The only, and you know what you like in your 30s, mm. the only nights we have are one and two before December if we're lucky. Let's all catch up on Wednesday. Go and get some beers. Yeah. I can't do that. Mark Briscoe's working <laughs> Jay Lethal on Dynamite. You know what I mean? Not missing that. It's one of those things where it's like, if you say a day before, or it's, um, it's Mark Roosh, the night before, you're like, well, I'm definitely watching Dynamite and not the football because yeah. Mark Roosh is great. So I understand why they're doing it, but it does dent the tournament. I, Even so, right, even for those matches that maybe aren't as hot as some of the other ones, is it not, like, I'm going to use football as an example. I know we do because we're, we're Brits, but, like, I'm sure American listeners... With basketball their, on a Wednesday. With their own chosen sports, will I'm sure be able to relate to this. Like, and Tony Khan's scored it, like, Sakor, 3-1. So, like... Fixture when like if someone in Newcastle are in the same league again, fixtures released it. You're looking for that fixture first. But oh god, I know, I, know, I, know. I don't want it back. It doesn't mean that you're not looking at the other games that might matter to you, or who you got on the first day, who you got on the last day, who's the Christmas game. There's you look like, at your first six and think oh, that could define our season exactly potentially, right? Fixtures, first game of the season when the points don't matter, you still get home from the match and look at the league table. Aye, so, of course you do, right? You know what, you know, you know what be, I did because we were top. Well, yeah, you win on your first we'll day, like you win like, 5-1. That's it. You 20% get... of me loved it, but we we'll smashed them 5-1. And they were the team as well, like Emery's like closest to Eddie Howe to being like oh, best like... manager of the season, not named Pep. But it's cr- like, it's a sort and of... And they turned us over 3-0 and it was like, ah, oh, that sucks. I want to look, Tony Khan knows this. I know. Fulham. I want to look at league tables. I want to look at fixture lists. I should. I don't think you're right about there. Well, I'm not going to anticipate that. But I think AW are in a place where almost no matches are being anticipated. The yeah, gra- the graphic drop is almost dead. Like the graphic drop. They should have went in with both feet here. Yeah, the graphic drop feeling was that Punk Raw one, wasn't it? Oh my god, Punk's on Raw. Like that was the first time I haven't had an AW match one like that for a long time. And the leagues getting announced was the closest we came. Not seeing the matches, but just seeing it in Blue League and Orange League or Gold League. I was like, ah, I think I'm in. Like ah, I think they should like get the league table up tonight. Show the like what the wins okay, and losses. Uh, it's it's one of those things as well because this is put your money where your 
mouth is, uh, you know, your money's great, your mouth is great, uh, your ears is great, uh, you know. <laughs> your ears is great. <laughs> Everything's great for Tony K, except yeah. it's not, it's finished. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I do get it from his perspective of the, the game of promotion mm. in on North American TV. It has to be urgent. It has to be, you know what I mean? But if you're going to do this and you're going to think, right, okay, I kind of need to do it reflect on the direction of the company and this is almost like a pilot it's not it's it not feels surprised. like a, it's not like if you're in, if we're in the same league it's, yeah. like, it's not oh my god tonight uh Roosh is fighting mark briscoe we didn't know this was gonna happen yeah we did because uh, you set up a, like you might as well go i might have changed my mind on this even though i do understand why they don't do it just go full ball people want to do the maths people know the matches are coming at some yeah. point um the it's one for out of this sports-oriented presentation, because the whole point of sports is, as I say, you look at your fixtures, you do fantasy Premier League teams or fantasy mm. football, um, and you see, right, okay, well, I could transfer him in, but oh my god, because he's got, he's probably he's a striker, he's going to score this week, but oh, he's not going to score in the next two. So mm. easy home for you know what I mean? Like, there's so many, it's permutations. That's what sport yeah. is: permutations out the ass, and you don't get to see the permutations. You do, however, get to see, and this is interesting, on every level, I would say, is Strickland versus Jay White. Do you continue the decline of pay pipe? <laughs> um, do you put everything behind Swerve Strickland and make him, at the very least, second in his league? Do you know why uh, Jay White would be an excellent groundsman at an English football stadium? Why? Pitchblade. Who's winning the match and will it be good? Uh, I think it's quite... Um, it's less than ideal that Swerve Strickland, as the hottest he's ever been, two weeks in a row is going to be a situational baby-faced. Like, it's the hottest he's been as a Screw hero. Screw the dynamics of this table. A little bit. Like, uh, it's his positioning... Unless they want to turn him well, baby-faced. I think, there w- I think there's a tactical element of this. As a booker, they are... Like, not testing the water with him as a baby face, but just kind of... Last week, I thought it was effective in that, like, he can do it all. He's just survived this bloodbath and won, and now he's going to out-cheat out a little bit, but mostly out-wrestle. Jay White got the win with the low blow last week, so this needs to be a way more creative heel versus heel. These should be trying to out-cheat each other, so you get back to Swerve being a better cheat than Jay White, which you've just, last week, presented Jay White as the best cheat. He's found a way to cheat in a tournament that should be cheat-proof. Swerve this week, out cheating the cheater is decent booking, I think. And you are basically saying by the end of this tournament, win, lose, or draw, Swerve Strickland is the five tool player. And I get the booking of that, but it is two weeks in a row of him being the sort of de facto, de facto babyface because you just like him more than the guy he's fighting. So they've got to uh, work with that, I guess. Yeah. Again, fixtures probably would have. He's so good that he could get cheered throughout the tournament. Mark Briscoe last and just screw him and cheat. I, and people would get their hearts broken because they do genuinely like Mark Briscoe. He's, he's a TV draw, by the way. Yeah. Well, S- comparatively. Swerve's such a good bastard that he's almost more useful sometimes as a babyface because you see the awful bastard lurking within. That was the success of the Keith Lee tag team, wasn't it? Like, constantly, you would, he made you feel on edge. I'm really pleased for you as both, but Keith, watch your back. Like, a Choose your friends carefully here. So, like, he can he can do it. We've seen evidence of him doing it. But it's a very, very intriguing pairing. But 
it's just, I don't know, I don't want to not feel like I did for Swerve coming out of yeah. the pay-per-view. I know, I know. I'm very interested in what this match looks like, not just because of the all-heel dynamic, um, not because I'm... Not just because I'm not entirely convinced about what the result will be. The way these two wrestlers move is so different and so precise. Like, the idea of, like, Jay White is amazing at the cutoff. Mm-hmm. He is so good at, like, making you think of baby faces. He's just so good at setting traps and lulling baby faces into errors. And yet, how can you set a trap? for someone with such unorthodox, like, attack patterns and yeah. the way he sort of tries to hit people from those different angles, as Swerve Strickland, like, they could put something, like, really captivating and different together, I think, in this match. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You're kind of, you're not giving something could away. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, there's always that risk, isn't there, because of Swerve's particular unorthodox style. Uh, or if the fans cut, like I think they will just back Swerve here, so I don't think there's going to be too much of a problem with the all heel thing. Although this does feel heel heavy. Like, is there a, is there a chance that at some point we're going to get maybe not a flash win, but like a quick one? I hope so. Could Something s- a bit different. Could Swerve? I like, see back and forth matches with yeah. results you can see coming on Dynamite for four years. Swerve scoring a quick one on Jay White, having Jay White currently be in the position he's in after full gear isn't burying Jay White, is it? No. Despite that, it all being about his mind while he was outthought and he was outthought at full gear, so you kind of need to reset him anyway. Swerve, I could like, almost see Swerve getting this. Bloody hell, he's just beat him in a minute and a half and tapping the brain and the big smile and like, now Swerve moves on. Like, a bit of, J- uh, like, Jay White having a referendum on himself. Yeah. That kind of thing. I wouldn't mind them using this match to do that because this tournament needs that sort of thing as well. Often they're some of the most memorable moments from these types of tournaments. Yeah. So, like... Somewhere along the line, I'd like to see something that isn't eight or nine TV minutes. Yeah. Lastly, so far, let me stuff out it after the preview. It's always the case. Damn, living in Britain. <laughs> live in Vegas instead, man. Oh, man. My God. Christian Cage will respond to... one more to week. I don't need to live there. I just need one more week. One more week. Just five more minutes. One Christian more mission. Cage. One more $2 beer. <laughs> Christian Cage responds to Adam Copeland, who on Collision, if you missed it, and if you're American, statistically you did. <laughs> um, Adam Copeland on Collision, um, he went somewhere. Um, it's on the map. It's just between, I think, like uh, Sheffield and York. It's called That Place. <laughs> and he kicked... The hell out of Luchasaurus, who incidentally is just trying to... You can tell Luchasaurus is Please, not happy. Kill switch. kill switch. You can tell Kill Switch is not happy with his lot. He's starting yeah. to question his choices, and he kind of wants to do the right thing. Um, Copeland, doesn't wait for me, brother, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. Um, anyway, Copeland is basically... He's taken out Nick Wayne. He's taken out Kill Switch. The people who stood in his way to get at Christian Cage at full gear are now incapacitated, having been injured, I mm-hmm. guess, but a pilmanizing angle or a concerto hasn't really meant anything for a long time. Either way, that's the story they're telling, and uh, there's nowhere left for Christian Cage to run. And uh, does he just say, no? <laughs> Who's it up to? <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean? Like The character should. The character should just say no. And then Tony Khan could say, well, you know, Adam Copeland's been great for us. Uh, you know, he defeated uh, 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 Luchasaurus. He's now, of course, Kill Switch. Had a great debut. Uh, and then he uh, was part of the trios team. That went a fantastic um, 
uh, opening match in mm. full gear, which you know drew a great gate for us, uh, great <laughs> attendance. Uh, it's one of my, my favorite historical venues. Uh, the Gear Forum, uh, Adam Copeland won that, and um, yeah, so you know he's in a strong position to challenge for a championship. And that match is going to be live on Dynamite on TBS next week. And that's how it happens. for our partners at Warner. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how and it our relationship's that. great. Some old fashioned booking because of great relationships. Yeah. So I, uh, does like, it happen or not? I uh, sure. They've said it now. That's the thing. Uh, it's given you a date. Montreal. It's the two Canadian guys Could in Montreal. Be? So they're doing the match, but does Christian Cage accept it, or is it up to him, or should it be up to him, or what's going on? Were they, in a segment that we can all agree went off the rails last week, were they at least smart enough to show that Christian Cage actually quite likes Nick Wayne, the prodigy? I love this man. Like, that would thus be yes. believable, that, like, Cope has done that to this guy that Christian loves, so I was like, oh, you're making me some bloody mad. Like, so otherwise, Christian would be too smart for this. We're like, no. But he's actually, Cope has, by going to that place, he's gone to that place and listens, I'm pointing at my heart. And Cage's like, all right, I'll fight you. Um, because I love that boy. And somewhere at home, Nick Wayne's mom, after the events of last week, is going to be like, I want to defend the honor of your Christian son. just said, and is it Shana? Yeah. And that's how, like, between that promo and last week's concerto, that's why she turns on Cope on that dynamite. Which means, like, how we In a screw job. In a screw... In a Montreal screw screw job! job. We've done it! We're effing! Which means you have to go to the one match that stops all interference, a TLC at Revolution. Yes. Because it's not going to be a cage, is it? No. Yeah. They'll have to have a ladder match. I mean, they kind of... I think Cope doesn't want to do them anymore. Oh, ladder matches are great. Tough, brother. Had a great history of ladder matches. Yeah. Get out there. Get out there. Hang from the belt so you can do a spear. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know who did that spot better. Out of the way, Jeff. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> right, the Montreal screw job, we've booked it. Indeed. Indeed. And then, ah, oh, double down because then he has full sex with her, and that's a different kind of screw job. They become and then romantically, he can, and then he, and he, romantically involved. Yeah. And the week after. Montreal and before World's End. Go, yeah, there's a real screw job yeah. in Montreal. Yeah. And she interfered in the match. <laughs> <laughs> I got my World's End away. Yeah. That full sex. That's our new team name. Hey, Kill Switch. We're full sex now. We went all lane, not just a tip. <laughs> all. Anyway, goodbye. And we're going to do it twice, <laughs> double or nothing. Yeah. Subscribe. Cheers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.